And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. What's up? Welcome in an emergency live Hogan Johns episode. Our second Khalil Mack emergency episode. <laughs> Much different than the first one. I, I, I want to say I missed the first one. I was at a wedding. Uh, but did I do some of it? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. We, it, we, we had to do something. I just... I, we Maybe it wasn't an immediate emergency. Maybe it was just... Uh, uh, an unscheduled podcast. Podcast back like then. I, I vividly remember holding the door because I was an usher in my brother-in-law's wedding when the news broke that day yeah. and holding the door to the church for people coming in, texting people with the bears to get details on the actual trade, like the, the compensation and whatnot with the move with the Raiders. And wow, a bit different now. Now I'm just at home in sweatpants, still stuck in the pandemic a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, much. I think we may have done well. We at least did the one after the press conference in the closet at House Hall. It's been a long time since we did a a podcast from the closet. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't but, use that um, anymore. Hey, one thing I remember from that podcast, though, vividly, we've brought this up over the years. Like we both talked about and agreed that there was going to come a day where the trade didn't look that great, or that it was a contract you wanted to get out of. You know, it, it was inevitable. You knew that based on the deal, the money that was thrown out there. Just the hope was that somewhere in the first three or four years, you were gonna at least come close to winning a Super Bowl, yeah. but make a Super Bowl run. And that's ultimately where the disappointment in this comes from. And I am not at all surprised that here we are in 2022 and the Bears are trying to get out of it or move on from the contract because it was always gonna end up that way somehow. I think the surprising part, well, I got to say, I'll be honest, Ryan Poles did surprise me on this one. I think this trade says more about him, potentially his plan for the Bears, than anybody else. I don't know if you want to go through the, the intro and all that, Hogan Johns, um, obvious shirts, YouTube, all that stuff. But like this trade, to me, says more about what's next for Ryan Poles or what could be next for Ryan Poles and his plan than anything else. Okay, that's a great it's a great starting point to start this podcast with um, because I I am still holding out I don't know if hope's the right word, but reason that just because they're trading Khalil Mack, they might not necessarily be going through an enormous teardown. I think if you're Ryan Poles, you have to look at what you have, the assets you have, and what you could realistically get back in return. And in the case of Khalil Mack, you have a contract that isn't necessarily holding you back or hamstringing you, but it is expensive, and he's a player on the decline. He's still pretty good, so you could still get decent draft capital. I think your first reaction to this trade if you look at the capital in return you're like 
okay, it's, it's, it doesn't blow you away, but it's still a second-round pick. And second-round picks are something. And now you have three picks in the top 71, which is much better than you were you know, four hours ago. And you're getting out from under that contract going forward, especially in tw- you're saving $6 million against the cap this year, but really now the books are clear going forward. So I understand this move, and I think I can put it in, a, in the context of saying, I don't necessarily know that this means like you're ripping apart the entire roster. My criticism of the criticism of the compensation is if a team was offering Ryan pulls a first round pick, of course. Yeah. He would take it. The market's the market. Yes. Yes. Um, Maybe it comes to fruition a a little bit later, but obviously he got a good feel for the market in Indianapolis at the combine talking at the bars, talking behind the scenes. We know how it works. Adam, we know how it works. Those are different conversations than a lot of us have. Those are usually very private conversations amongst GMs only. And that's it. So he probably has a good feel for what the market is. It takes the right team to take on that salary. Win now teams that need a certain element, a certain pass rusher, certain blocker, just a certain element to push them over the edge in terms of being not just a playoff caliber team, but a Super Bowl winning team. So to go back to your point about rebuild, well, obviously... The defense is rebuilding. You're losing your, your your highest paid, arguably your best player. I'd say Roquan Smith is better, but the money says that Cleo Mack should be your best player. So obviously you're rebuilding in some capacity. My objection to the rebuilding theory is I hope that you're still building towards Justin Fields, building around him maybe just moving your investments elsewhere. Because I feel like we've criticized the investments made around Justin Fields, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton in the past, whether that's the offensive line, whether that's the receivers. And rightfully so. We've seen that bear fruits in terms of not bearing fruit <laughs> in terms of uh, the, the production of those quarterbacks. Like, yes, this means a lot for 2023. But let's not write off what 2022 means for Justin Fields and the development that you need to see him take as an organization, as the general manager of the organization, Of if you're Ryan Poles, have you? You still need to build around Justin Fields while probably tearing down that defense, which you're already doing by trading Justin Fields. Uh, I'm so yeah, Cleo no, Mack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's well said, John C. And and uh, I, I just had some similar comment. I'm doing podcast double duty here, uh, double header actually. Uh, we just did the CHGO emergency version of this podcast. This and is your third one today. It's actually my fourth. Fourth, because I was a guest on. Oh, the, I did see that one. Yeah. The, yeah. The this, enemies of Chicago. We had a fun draft. Uh, I, I I want you to know that it would have taken Rafi Torres with my second pick had he still been on the board, but it had to go John Starks first. So yeah, that was the CHGO sports podcast, which is only a weekly podcast, but we kind of blend all the topics together. And I was a guest that one's hosted by Kevin Kadick. It was a fun show. Actually. I took John Starks with my first pick. I wanted to take Rafi Torres with my second, but he was (laughs) off the board. Like my first pick would just be the, the Vancouver Canucks from 2010 to 2012. Yes. (laughs) The the, the entire organization, the Sedin twins were an option on there. Whole yeah, team. Whole now, team. So they were options. nice guys, but Rose, still, you know, Kessler, Luongo, way Those off topic. Now. <laughs> way off topic. We've now turned into a hockey podcast. No, what I was going to say was what you just said was exactly what I just got done saying a few minutes ago, which which was 
okay, you can't be doing, you can't just be stripping everything down and leaving it bare because this is still an important year for Justin Fields. And so you better still get him help on the offensive line. You still, you got to get him weapons to throw the ball to. So like, it may seem counterintuitive and I'm just throwing this out as a hypothetical, but like, let's say you trade Cleo Mack and then four days later sign Amari Cooper. You know, you can look at that. Like, what are the bears doing? Are they rebuilding or what? No, but the assets you have to turn that into draft capital, you can smartly use and you better get the pick right. Right. Cause you know, whether or not Ryan Poles got fleeced on this will ultimately determine will be dependent on what the pick ends up being and what Cleo Mack, quite frankly, goes on to do the next few years. Can I argue that he's going to play Robin to Bose's Batman? Probably. That's a that, dude. Think about that. Like they're still like Cleo one Mack, and one A, though. That's a pretty good tandem. Is he a top five pass rusher, Cleo Mack? And I'm including all, all defensive linemen. I think the numbers show that as a bear, he was still in the top ten. As a bear, like I feel like I feel like some numbers have been on the decline. I, I feel like oh, they've definitely been on the decline. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of those numbers are t- are are. Uh, Let me pull a story up. Go ahead, keep talking. No, no, I, I think overall he comes in the top ten, but a lot of the bulk of those numbers were from year one, from 2018, yes. when he was a first team All Pro. Um, so, and that's part of it too. Like, I don't want to sound like I, I'm dismissing what Cleo Mack is as a player. I'm not. He's an outstanding special football player. And I was all on board for that trade in 2018 because it was an all in move. You saw what that did for that team that year. But his best game still was his first game for the Bears. Yeah. Sorry, I'm distracted because uh, Kevin Fishbane has jumped into our comments again, and he is asking if I have thought about wearing a different sweatshirt for each podcast in a day. Um, I, I I will have to say I am working on my wardrobe. You have to understand that we have lived in a pandemic for the last two years, right? And there's not there hasn't been a whole lot of updating to the wardrobe. I now am uh, dropping my suits because we don't wear suits on CHGO. And um, so this is a brand new sweatshirt. It's actually the first day I'm wearing it and it's getting its use because it has been on four podcasts today and it is very, very bright green. I promise you it is not this green in person, but for some reason on these ca- on the cameras, I look like a line. That is a great sweatshirt to wear this weekend in Chicago. I, I wore it for you. St. Patrick's Day. It's the month of St. Patrick's Day. All Chicagoans know what this weekend means. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if it was. Feel like that, Why like, is it going to be tw- something? Twenty-three degrees on Saturday. Did you see what the the temperature is going to be on on Sunday? Yeah. So are we moving this to Sunday now? Is that well, the deal? I, I believe that is the date of the South Side Parade and the Northwest Side Irish Parade. Oh, so the neighborhood parades will be so a bit s- more livelier. So I should be going to. Edison Park on Sunday is what you're Correct. saying. Correct. Ooh, that's actually intriguing. I might actually have to do that. I'll be here. Because last year we went to McHenry, and it was like close to 60 degrees and sunny. It was beautiful out. But, uh, all right. Yeah, I'm just getting. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe I'll just wear this for every podcast the rest of the month now. Lucky? No. Feeling lucky. Feeling lucky. 
feel lucky. You think the Chargers are feeling lucky? I think the Chargers are. If we look at this trade from that side of things, there's not a lot to criticize. I mean, because remember, the Bears are eating all the dead money. Like you're getting, and I've been saying this now for a while, Why? one of the reasons why I thought a Cleo Mack trade could happen was because this contract is pretty team-friendly. The risk is really just in 2022. If he plays to what Cleo Mack can still be, you're getting a bargain. And if he doesn't, you can get out of it. I think the question is, can he still be that? Uh, I, I did pull. I, I did remember doing an article on Cleo Mack at the beginning of the year about my concerns about him. This, this happened after the Rams game where he basically had only like an assisted tackle and the Bears got blown out by the Rams in week one. So the alarm bells are going off for me. Yeah. Um, if if you just look at his career, I'm going to eliminate 2021 because he only played in, what, seven games? He was injured, wasn't the same player. But if you look at his career in two-year increments, there is a noticeable decline in sacks, a huge decline in QB hits, a minor decline in pressures, forced fumbles, Remain the same. And the, the QB hits always st- stood out to me. Like from 2015, 2016, he ranked eighth in QB hits. In 2019 and 2020, he ranked 42nd. And everybody's all oh, quarterback hits. That, that's still pressure on a quarterback. It's not like some subjective stat that pressures can be, whether it's PFF or whomever is grading that film. Like QB hits are QB hits. That is a quarterback being touched by the pass rusher by the rusher, and he was 42nd in QB hits from 2019 to 2020. I know pro pro football focus has always viewed Khalil Mack favorably, but the lack of QB hits, like the lack of games that he fully took over, like from the 19 season on, I felt like stood out to me because this is what you're paying him to do, to take over games like like we've seen T.J. Watt do like we've seen Aaron Donald do. I don't think we saw enough of that from Cleo Mack the past couple seasons. And I'm eliminating 2021 because of injuries, but those seasons that he played in full, 19 and 20, did you see a lot of games where you just took him over? No, there's still a few sprinkled in there, but, you know, and even I think it was in 20 or 19 or both, like wasn't the talk at the end of the year, like, oh, Cleo Mack, yeah, he finished the year, but he was playing hurt the whole time. He wasn't yeah. himself, right? So, like, it's it's still some of the nagging injuries, too. Um, but here's again where I want to I want to get to the Chargers side of this because we always talk about this with players and fit is important. And one of the things we talked about in the Chuck Pagano years was that he didn't necessarily know how to scheme up the pass rush in the same way that Vic Fangio did. Great so, point. So, you know, at the risk of falling into the trap that sometimes we always do in like, oh, if a player can only be like he was in 2018, which, oh, by the way, was four years ago. Um he is going to the Chargers, Brandon Staley. We know those two guys hit it off in Chicago. We know Brandon Staley rightly deserves credit for some of that season. Um, and so I think in terms of fit, the Chargers can get more out of Cleo Mack than maybe a different team would if he was going there. Um, and so I've it's one of many of the reasons why I totally understand why the Chargers are making this deal on their end. It's a matter of expectation, too. You're not expecting 2018 Cleo Mack to go to Los Angeles. 
You're not. You shouldn't. Brandon Staley, he's he's not. He's he's as he's a he's a realist as they come. <laughs> well, and like um, you know, I always get killed for my thirteen and three prediction. I think the prediction that uh, really doesn't get brought up enough that somehow flies under the radar all the time is that time Adam Johns predicted Cleo Mack would get twenty sacks <laughs> in twenty nineteen. But that's part of the point, right? <laughs> expectations yeah expectations like you sign a guy to the richest contract in team history make him the highest paid player in football damn it i want 20 sacks no it's yeah i I want to be defensive player of the year that that is the expectation good point i forgot about that yeah yeah 13 and 3 does stand out for you that that's like just like lingers there but i'll I'll still I'll, i'll take this in my grave it wasn't a bad trade you know the the original Cleo Mack trade. It, it's the problem was that they did not give Khalil Mack the offense. They didn't give. They, they didn't fulfill the other. Really, the quarterback. It, we t- I'll, for some reason that's the you had Matt Nagy did this conversation. Yes, Matt Nagy. Um, you know it. it I I think the offense and the quarterback failure and the head coach failure, all of that far outweighs the Cleo Mack failure. And, you know, it, who knows how it would have played out if you had the offense, but 18 could have been even better than it was. And 19 would have been better than it was. And, and that was supposed to be the window where they were really good. And so it didn't fall apart because Khalil Mack didn't live up to expectations. It fell apart because the offense sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that's why Ryan Pace is gone. And that's why Matt Nagy's gone. And that's why they're starting over and they're in p- this position. So I actually think Ryan Poles did a decent job here to get what he still could out of that. Move on, start over. It'll be interesting to see when the dust settles, what it all looks like. But I, I, I said this earlier. I think it's a great trade for the Chargers. I think it's a reasonable, understandable trade for the Bears. Great way to put it. This was a Rams like trading for Khalil Mack was a Rams like trade before the Rams started doing all the trades that they made. Yeah, it was like, like parting with first round picks to go all in a little bit. The Rams get praised for it. It's worked out. Didn't work out for the Bears, but that's what it was. A Rams move before the Rams actually did it. Well, the Rams went out and got the quarterback, though. That put it all together. They realized what they didn't have, and I, I we I still remember we said it during that Khalil Mack podcast, the original one when they traded for him. It was they were doubling down on Mitch Trubisky. Yes, they went yeah. all in on Mitch, and then they doubled down when they went out and got Khalil Mack. And that's the part that didn't work. Whether you want to put that blame on Mitch, whether you want to put it on Matt Nagy, whether you want to put it on Ryan Pace and the pieces that he failed to put around that offense, it's all of the above. But I'll blame all of that way before I'll blame Khalil Mack. Which brings us to Justin Fields again. Yes. The Bears have ample cap space. Now for 2022, more. Six million in savings. Not a lot. That's a player. That's a starter. A lot more in 2023. I'm really intrigued to see what this plan from Ryan Poles does now offensively. What it means for his offensive line. How serious is he about committing resources? Not just draft picks, Mm -hmm. but money. 
to his offensive line now because you still need to see development. You need to help him. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. This is not a full rebuild. It just can't be. You need to add around Justin Fields. You need to keep him upright. Like his development for 2022 is important for 2023, just like all that cap space you got from the Cleo Mack trade is for 2023. You need to see progress. So in 2023, you could decide what you really need to add when you have all that cap space. You yeah. need to see progress from Justin Fields this year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, Watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan John's polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. By the way, we are going to take uh, questions here on video for anyone who wants to jump in. Um, Ooh, here we go. Yep. So I think, uh, let's see if I can remember how this works. I think Kent, our guy, our producer, will throw in the uh, StreamYard link in there, right? And then uh, people just request to come in. Kent, there it is in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that StreamYard link. If you want to jump in, you have the capable of going on video uh, click on that link. He'll get you set up. He'll communicate with us who's ready to go, and we will call on you and bring you in here. But one point I want to bring in, too, um, before we do that, Johns. So it, I think the obvious thing is now they have a ton of flexibility in 2023, right? Well, let's not forget, you can structure these contracts in a way where your hit's not very big in 2022, and you can put more of the onus on 2023. So you could still sign somebody next week, and take advantage of that 2023 flexibility that you just created by taking Cleo Mack off the bo- off the books. So, yeah, it's only $6 million this year. Don't get hung up on that too much because you really just increase your flexibility going forward, and that can still help you next week. You don't have to wait till next year to take advantage of that, um, and that's why this thing got done now and not in a few weeks. So be- before everyone gets all upset about, oh, it's only a second-round pick or whatever, you got to think about it that way. You got to think about the big picture. Sign a left tackle. Sign Ryan Jensen. Like John, Ryan Jensen is, he strikes me as that ideal free agent signing for Ryan Poles. It's the, I agree. It's the identity. It's the experience. It's the violence that he brings, that tone setting violence. A guy who's going to pick up Justin Fields, a guy who's going to get upset. If somebody hits Justin Fields, that's what you need. That's what Ryan Pace wants. Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles. Ooh, I think that's the first time that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened we, a lot in writing. We need to have like a button ready for every time we do that because you know it's going to happen. No. You know, like, I don't know if that's the right one, but we got to have a special. I'm no. going to work on that. Mike Lennon. Yeah. The big Mike Lennon, no. But you know what I mean? Eric Fisher, left tackle. Mm-hmm. It needs. I, I feel like you're going to hear a lot of talk about needing draft picks, and you know, making use of the draft and building to the draft. All GMs say that. Yeah. But you got to protect Justin Fields now. And you're right, though. There's flexibility now gained through this MAC trade. Um. Yeah. Can I, I ask you? Let, let me ask you a question right away. Oh, I know I'll, what I was going to say. Real quick, Ol- Olin. He likes Ryan Jensen a lot. He knows him and agrees that he'd be a good fit in terms of like the nastiness they need. But he really, he doesn't know that that fits what Ryan Pulse talked about last week about getting lighter and quicker. So can just a counterpoint. Lighter? Can he get lighter? I don't know. It sounds like Olin Krutz is trying to you know recruit him to his gym. Ooh, yeah, maybe. All right, what question were you going to ask me? How far does does this teardown go defensively? Robert Quinn, Eddie Jackson. That's what Eddie I mean. Goldman. 
I don't know. I mean, I think Eddie Goldman's a candidate. I don't know, though, that that necessarily... Let me think about that. Let, let's bring in Sam here and get a question. But I think that that's a relevant conversation here um, that we should get into before we get out of, out of here. But what's up, Sam? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. we got you. Hey, I was just wondering, do you think it seems like we used to have the uh, all the money on the defensive side of the ball with Mac leaving? Is it going to be making the switch? Are they going to be more offensive heavy or try evening it out a bit? Yeah, we talked about this briefly earlier in the show. Yes, I would. I would hope the investment shifts back towards offense. See, I, you, I think you've seen that with Trey Burton, Allen Robinson. Like they've tried, but you're talking about a more serious commitment. I think in the trenches because the defensive line salaries far outweighed what they were paying the guys in the offensive line. And I know they had some young guys up front. They took some one-year flyers on Jermaine Effetti, Jason Peters. It's a long list of guys they took one-year flyers on. That's where I would like to see more balance. Instead of over, not overpaying, instead of committing so much to the defensive line, help those big boys on the offensive line too. Yeah, I, I think you'll start to see that balance out a little bit here. And that's again, it helps, like, it helps to have a GM who play guard. Right. And, and like, I know everyone wants to like overreact to this. Tra- it's not overreaction. This is a huge trade that happened today. Like, let's not minimize yeah. it. It's a massive trade that happened. But I still like, let's wait a week or two to see what the whole thing looks like. Like, let's see what the next move is. Um, and I know a lot well, of people are talking like, about draft picks. You, you probably won't see. What it really is, what what is defined as for a year or two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at least a it's couple a pick months. 48, pick 48. Yeah. So now they have 39, 48, and 71. Let's see what they do with 48. All right. Uh, we got a duo coming up next. Jason and Charlotte uh, with a sweet, obvious shirt as well. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's up, guys? I got an upset uh, little girl here who's kissing uh, Khalil Mack already. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte. We don't make the moves. So, <laughs> so uh, I was wondering, do you think with polls, um, what should be our objective for this year? Uh, obviously, patience being the key, I would guess. Um, and then next year, kind of splurge onto a, a bigger stage? Or is it you know, hope for a few offensive linemen in free agency draft, you know, maybe trade up for Chris Olave. I don't know, but what are your guys thoughts on that going forward now? I, I think, thank you for the the question, Jason, Charlotte. I, I think it's still about the quarterback. Like, like I think a year from now when we're, when we're doing this podcast, like we're talking about how did year two go for Justin Fields and how did, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and Luke Getze, what were their roles and however that played out, right? How did the coaching go? You know, what what the decisions that Eberflus made in-game, how did that affect things? And did Ryan Poles give Justin Fields enough to succeed? Because, like, that's what we just talked about this last calendar year, and that still all matters to me for a team, especially now that I think we all have realistic expectations. They're not going to win the NFC North this year. So... Can Ryan Poles put Justin Fields in a better position to have success than the last regime? I think that's really, when you ask that question, that's how I will specifically answer it. 
Well, I, I feel like patience is, is an important word because George McCaskey needs to have it for Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles needs to have it for Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus needs to have it for his first-time play caller, Lou Getze. Lou Getze needs to have it for his young second-year quarterback, 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 who is learning his offense. So that patience must apply to all levels of this organization. But at the same time, you still want to see tangible progress. It can't be as bad as this year. It just can't be. You need to see success. You need to see Justin Fields lead you to a couple wins. You need to see passer ratings hovering around 100. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. You know, how about a completion percentage? Around 65. Some weeks it flirts with 70. You want to see progress. So patience applies to all levels of this team. But you still want to see your young quarterback do well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I... The, the patience is going to be key here. That that's the thing. But you know, and George McCaskey, Adam, man, like how how often have we heard him say, "I'm not a patient man." Yeah, but I think he was with with Pace and Nagy. I mean, to give him that last year, he was with Pace. He was. Here we go again. Remember, polls report straight to George now. I don't know how that really changes anything, no, but no Ted Phillips buffer. Yeah. Um, Cause I still think the first time polls goes to George for something, George is just going to go over to Ted and be like, yeah, what do you think about this? <laughs> um, we got a question from Corey. Yeah. What's up, Corey? What's up, fellas? So got two twos now. What do you think the uh, likelihood is that we trade into the first round, possibly get one of those, to uh, Ohio State receivers. Well, look, Corey, it certainly gives you the option to do it now, right? Like, I, I don't even know how much of a, like, a possibility that would have been before. So you at least have that capital capital to go do it. Um, I still think that <sighs> quantity still matters here, though. And there has to be a shift in that regard, right? Ryan Pace over the last, especially I think like three or four years, made the fewest among the fewest picks in the league. And uh, some of that was obviously because they traded for Cleo Mack, but also two quarterback trades in the first round it, that if it's for the right player, I'm not going to criticize it, but I still think there's an overwhelm. Uh, the, it's, it's more likely that they sit pat or move back. I'd say. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Corey. Yeah. I would say with the Cleo Mack trade being the best indication we have, have yet, if he can, I think he wants to add picks. I think that's where Ryan Poles' evaluations are with this team. I do think he should spend some money in free agency, specifically on that offensive line. But in terms of trading up, I don't know if they're in position to do that right now. I, I just don't think so. There are so many needs, and you're right, Adam, in terms of relating Ryan Poles' draft selections just in terms of quantity to the rest of the league. Like the Ravens and the Packers and who else? What's the other? The, the Patriots, like the best drafting teams, have drafted like considerably more players than the Bears in the Ryan Pace era. Just yeah. more swings at more positions, more needs filled, better depth, maybe a home run hit here or there. The Bears need more quantity, more swings 
at filling out their roster right now. Johns, I want to ask you a question real quick because I'm still seeing on Twitter like pushback and disbelief that Ryan Poles did not get a first round pick back for Khalil Mack. Um, and like I I get maybe the surprise that he wasn't, but if let me ask you this: if you say no to the trade because you can't get a first round pick and you just keep Khalil Mack, what's the best case scenario? You're going through this again, maybe next year. Right. I mean, I, I, what, what if the, he gets hurt again? I think the best case scenario is you're still trading him a year from now, and maybe he had a good year, and maybe you're getting a first round pick next year. But what are the chances that that's realistic? I just think people are and hung then, up. And, and then, by the way, you're taking the cap hit next year. Yeah. Instead of this year. Which is more than this year, I think. Yeah, I think it is too. So, I think people are hung up that it costs multiple first-round picks to acquire the guy. Yeah, that was a different but, point in his career, man. Yeah, he was the best. He was like the best defensive player in the league back that then. That doesn't matter exactly. What's the like the sunk cost fallacy or something like that? Like, it doesn't matter what happened in 2018. Right. What you have is is a player who's coming off injured reserve, appeared in, what, seven games? Seven? And yes, I know he's played in every single game before that for the Bears. But I could tell you, Adam could tell you, he was on the injury report. report. Yeah, People from the Bears would tell you that he wasn't the same physically because he was dealing with certain things. Look, the, the reality is you, your car is worthless after 50,000 miles, whether you whether it's a nice car or not. Okay. And now it's got an accident on it too, on the, on the, on the report. You know what I mean? Like it, it, expecting to get the same, yeah. expecting to get the same value. Um, and I understand that one first round picks, not the same, but it, it's just not the market. It's just, I, I understand what you want the market to be. It's just not what the market was. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't surprise me either. I, it always seemed like second round pick was the best case scenario. The Ravens, Patriots and other teams are praised for getting rid of players before it's too late, right? Understanding that they could have a player that's on the decline and maybe it's best to move on. They are known for that. I think that applies here. I really do. I really do. Sure, the return arguably could have been better, but we'll never know. We don't know how many teams are really interested in training for Mack. Maybe that's a sign right there about his value out there. All right, let's sneak in a few more questions before we get out of here. I think Jackson is up next. Uh, hey, what's guys. Going on? Yeah, what's up, man? Nothing much. Um, so my question is, do you think that Robert Quinn's career year in 2021 made Ryan Poles feel better about trading Mac, or is he also going to be playing on another team next season or this season? Is that a Cleveland Guardians hat? Yes, it is. It's been a roller coaster day. <laughs> <laughs> Just happy to have Cleveland Guardians baseball back. Thanks for the question. Man. I was so distracted by the hat, I forget the beginning of it. Robert Quinn. Okay. Do you think he played a role in Ryan Poles' reasoning to get rid of Cleo Mack? Well, probably in that it's not like you have it's not like the cupboard's completely bare now at pass rusher. Now, if you're making a list of players who are ripe for regression, 
he has to Robert Quinn has to be near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list. If only because it's unrealistic to expect him to get 19 sacks again, right? Like it at his age, also his history and his career, where you have up year, down year, up year, down year. He's he's not going to be the same guy, but he also like the tape shows he was. He had that bend. He that bend was Gumby was there. back. Yeah. So if he's healthy, that's a big if, just like it was for Khalil Mack. If he's healthy, I, I think it is realistic to expect the Bears to still have a decent pass rush. They played without Khalil Mack for half the season in 2021, and it's the defense wasn't fantastic, but it was still solid. The most impressive thing about Robert Quinn's season is that not only was Khalil Mack missing for part of it, but Akeem Hicks was missing for part of it. Yeah. And they didn't have many leads in games. <laughs> well, and that's probably what you're looking at if you're Ryan Poles. Like, you've seen this defense on tape without those two players. So you think with the new scheme, the players you're going to add, the players you're going to continue to get more out of, like Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith... Can you scheme it up in a way that you can still keep the defense pretty good? And Eberflus did that in Indy without any major pass rushers. So I can understand the logic there in taking this risk, especially if it, you can flip it and get Justin Fields more pieces on offense. I still think Eberflus like saw value in probably keeping Cleo Mack. Probably sees value in keeping Robert Quinn. But I'll go back to my point. If Ryan Poles and his staff see potential regression coming from Robert Quinn, if you're going to praise the Ravens and you're going to praise the Patriots for making moves where they beat the regression, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Poles made another and dealt his now second-best pass rusher or now the best pass rusher on his team. Um. Let's let's go rapid fire here with these last few. Um, just want to make sure we get as many as possible. Um, let's see who's up next. I think Martin is up next. Yeah. When? Where do the Bears go now that in free agency, basically? So, obviously, huge trade. Um, but where do we go next in free agency? Do we go aggressive in free agency, or do we take it easy? <sighs> I, here's the thing we we got a first time GM like and we're this learning is a, here and it's a pretty learning. big move oh uh, like I think we're learning he's not afraid to make a big move even yeah. if it's a move there's, to get rid there's of there's some fearlessness here he's got some gumption he's not afraid to be bold now Ryan Pace wasn't afraid to be bold but this is I guess in reverse not yeah. an acquisition it's parting with a veteran for picks <laughs> I like to see investment in the offensive line. I would. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd like to see them sign at least one call it one big name in free agency for their offensive line. I'm not saying he has to be you have to pay a guy the richest contract this year in free agency for a lineman. But at least bring in a name, some experience, because I think Justin Fields will benefit from that experience up front, especially a center. Yeah, I think, um, look, I don't know if it necessarily has to be that top tier free agents. I, you know, I got to say, though, the more I look, and, and I'm usually a guy that's like, okay, be careful on free agency because you're always going to be overpaying. But I think at the end of, by the end of next week, 
heck, maybe even by the end of Monday, right, when these deals start coming in and are agreed to, I think I'd like to see the Bears get at least one big fish in that free agent pool on offense. You know, whether first that's way, one, a first wave free agent, even though Poles is saying he wants the second and third wave. That's, well, are you going to criticize a Taron Armstead deal, a Ryan Jensen deal, a Mark Cooper deal? Like, I'm not going to. No. There's not many options out there, guys. I might like, call Ryan Poles a liar, <laughs> but that's fine. Well, hey, we've seen the Ryan Pace playbook, right? Whatever is said at the combine, do the opposite. Exactly. Like we we can't we can't just hold these guys uh, to their word for everything they say in front of a microphone at the NFL Combine. There's a lot of smoke that purposely gets put out there. Do you remember when Mark Potash asked Phil Emery why GMs lie? <laughs> Who was it? Was it Rich Campbell who asked John Fox why he lied all the time? And John was like, well. John didn't even know he was lying. That, that was like, part of the problem. Well, I give you the injury report, and that's all I have to do. Like, it doesn't benefit me to give you any more. And there was just a bunch of nonsense and mumbling. So you almost forgot what the question was. And it, <gasps> yeah, filled up our soundboard, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, those are that's going to do it for... Um, all, all the uh, live questions that we take on the show, a lot of great comments, appreciate everybody watching. I think there's like over a thousand people watching right now live. That is awesome. And we always appreciate the support from you guys. Um, man, it's been a crazy week and it just ended with a crazy trade. And oh, by the way, baseball's back too, which is nice. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to cheat the white Sox out of another title. Baseball. It's like the, the NFL. Oh, baseball's back. Okay. Shafter, you can announce that trade now. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> did you enjoy that 35 minutes you had to celebrate the, the labor deal coming together? Because uh, the Bears traded Cleo Mack, too. Yeah. Well, guess what? The, the, the NFL's oldest franchise is setting the best pass rusher. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, hey, congrats to the five Charger fans out there on their... Uh, Ouch, man. Pass, pass rusher. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? No. I miss San Diego. I know. San Diego's a great place. Oh, fun wow. trip a few years ago. Five years ago? It was a long time ago now. Zach Miller had a great catch in that game. The one-hander? Yeah. The one-hander. Jay Cutler played in that game. That's how long ago that oh, was. My, my one memory from that game is a teammate of Zach Miller's not being happy with his success in the post-game interviews. Mm. Marty Bennett? Good call. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Ryan Pace traded. That happened. Yeah. All right. Um, again, thank you to everybody. Make sure you're following us at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, you can find me on CHGO now, the CHGO Bears podcast, uh, allchgo.com to read um, all the coverage from this Cleo Mack trade. And of course, Johnsy, Kevin, will have it covered on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. It's where you go to get all that content. Make sure you check it out. If you're watching right now on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button below. If you haven't already, hit those notifications because if you have those notifications lined up, you should have seen it come across your phone uh, that we were going live today, and hopefully that helped you out. So if you missed it, that's a good way to cover that. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, we appreciate those of you who consume it that way as well. We are out of here. We'll be back next week. Prepare for way more news. 
probably at least one emergency podcast I would expect in there, depending on what happens in free agency. But it is the start of the new league year next week, so it's exciting time. Let's just hope it doesn't end with a $10 million deal for Andy Dalton. <laughs> doesn't that feel good? The Bears are done for that for now, everybody. Yes. All right, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Hogue for the win.